This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Hello, folks. I'm Steve Jacot. This is Craig Forsyth. Welcome back to Flyperbole. And we're here today, not not quite in the, the joyful mood that we are generally in, even if the Flyers are, are frankly crappy. Uh, we are not quite in the high spirits we, we typically are. And uh, the reason for that is uh, there's a very serious issue affecting the world right now with coronavirus. And it uh, affects people's lives across the world. It has been pretty devastating. And... It's now also affecting the the topic we talk about on this podcast every week as the NHL has made the uh, decision to suspend their season until further notice while they are figuring out how best to uh, deal with the coronavirus issue. And I mean, this this is the environment we're in right now. The the NBA did it uh, last night. The NHL did it today. Uh, Major League Baseball moved opening day back a couple weeks and it's a serious issue and it's good that the sports leagues are are taking it seriously uh even if it was a little too late for the nba as they had a couple players uh contract the coronavirus but we'll discuss that further uh craig what are your early thoughts on this how are you feeling about this it's uh i know it's a heavy issue here uh yeah i I don't know what else to say besides it's just kind of surreal. It's a little nuts just because uh, right now as it stands, they're talking about possibly no. Like, no, the season just doesn't continue at all, including the postseason. So, and that's an a, important distinction to make is that we're talking about suspended at this time. We're yeah. not talking about canceled. Like, March Madness was flat out canceled today, and that was right. the word used was canceled. Uh the word being used for NBA and NHL right now is suspended. The season's been suspended. So right. there's been no decision in, on postseason or anything like that. Uh, we just know that they're not going to be playing for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of makes it all crazy because nobody really has – everybody's in the same boat. They don't know how long this is going to last. They don't have any kind of timeline for it. And uh, because it's happening later in the season too, it doesn't – we don't know what the implications are for the rest of this season, the postseason, and even I think it's going to affect next season too, uh, as we were talking about a little before the show. I and it's a thing that I think it's the right decision, right? I mean, they kind of they had to do this. Uh, they had to do this yeah. because I mean, it's it, so essentially to to stop the spread of a pandemic like this, you need to stop having people get together in public gatherings because. That's how these things spread is people, you know, gathering together, touching each other, shaking hands, things of that nature. And I think the official recommendation a couple of days ago was uh, you shouldn't have crowds of 5000 people or more together. And then I think Philadelphia today said uh, 250 people were more yeah. together, which is to, to really show you how quickly 
this has escalated how much more seriously people are are now taking this yeah i think and that's the i think that's the crazy part it's just even two days ago it seemed like everything not everything was fine but there's definitely a real element of needing to take it seriously but now it's gotten even to a more dire situation uh yeah dire is a good word for it for sure and well the thing is two days ago we were talking about one of the weirdest possible ideas which was playing these games in front of nobody no crowd just essential personnel like uh I think there was somebody on Twitter. I'll, I'll look it up. Who had uh, said, "Don't you just want to see gritty? Just watching the Flyers game by himself." <laughs> yeah, I did. I do actually want to talk about that. We could talk, maybe discuss that a little bit. But somebody, a, a funny idea. But it, it, I mean, it's a crazy visual to think about. Yeah. And I, I can't even, can't even fathom that. And that was uh, antagonized uh, Aunt Dad who uh, had tweeted that. Oh, okay, uh, nice. Which was a good one. Yeah. And uh, it's, I mean. Honestly, I can't imagine. They were talking about playing March Madness in front of nobody. They were talking about NBA yeah. and NHL games. I, I, I'd have to imagine it feel like practice. Well, I, all I can think of, the only point of reference I have for this is being an Orioles fan was in 2015 with the Freddie Gray riots in Baltimore. Uh, when the riots were going on, the Orioles were actually had a game going on that day. So there were real issues when the fans were leaving that day. So then the next day they made it so the Orioles could still play their game against the White Sox, I think, but there were no fans allowed into Camden Yards. So there were all these highlights and shots of just a baseball game going on and literally nobody in the seats and it was wild. And just you could like all the sounds on the field. uh, The game was done in like an hour and 40 something minutes, I think, because they didn't have to entertain fans and everything. There were just a lot of like crazy elements to it. But I don't – it just wouldn't be the same, especially – well, it wouldn't, wouldn't it be the same in the playoffs or, like, any game that meant anything. I think it would be a huge – it would be a huge discredit to the league because the, the atmosphere in the arenas during those games is a pretty big deal to the sport. I don't know. No, I, I, yeah. I think you're 100% right about that, and I'd rather have it suspended rather than playing in front of no fans because yeah. I, I think that would just be weird. I mean, I'd watch it on TV, no problem, but – there's just an energy level that comes from from fans being present and enjoying the game and getting into it like that especially you know in the nhl playoffs when you have the like you just have a close game and the crowd's roaring and going nuts and there's nothing like it there's nothing like it or march madness even is a great example where march madness would have been weird it would have been super weird i mean you see a, a huge upset and there's just nobody getting into it nobody there to go crazy yeah. like that's guys taking free throws with like nobody putting pressure on them like that's <laughs> that would have to be that's the, crazy that would have to be the one time all the players went like 100 percent from the free throw line in games there's just no stress at all but yeah, it should be fine i saw i do want to say i did see somebody on twitter throw out the idea of instead of having no fans at games there was just one fan that represented the fan base at each game so like each flyers <laughs> game there was just one person that got to go to every single Flyers game at home, and like that was it. They just sit yeah, on like, opposite sides, like they it's a Flyers <laughs> Lightning game, and like yeah. there's one Flyers fan on one side and like one Lightning fan on the other, and they <laughs> keep yelling at each other. Your like, team is bad. You get you like you just get to know that one fan, and after the Flyers score, they just always cut to that one person just banging the but glass or like throwing popcorn, and yeah. but they have to sit across the ice from each other. They can't sit directly there. No, they so have to just, be. Yeah. They're communicating through like. Uh, <laughs> through like morse code or 
just air What's horns. It? Yeah, there's just like a yeah, air horns. Phone. Actually, yeah. that's the way. Burr. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, okay. So, I mean, should we talk about what? I don't even know. I think we should kind of talk what happened with the NBA because that definitely led to what happened with uh, the NHL's decision. So, absolutely, hap- because they were all they were on board for this playing in front of no fans up until yeah. this happened. Like, yeah. And... Until then, that was the plan everybody was hearing. Everybody was, I mean, at least for the NBA. Uh, the NHL was a little more up in the air, and that yeah, and would continue. The NHL had a couple teams. Uh, the Sharks and the Blue Jackets, I believe, both came out before the league actually decided to spend to suspend games and said that they would have home games in front of uh, fanless uh, arenas. So, but the game last night, it was the Jazz against uh, fuck, I forgot who they're playing. They canceled the game though because uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, okay, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert was on the Jazz. He got tested earlier in the day. I think a few minutes before the game actually was about to happen, it came back that he tested positive for um, the coronavirus. And then they had to cancel the game, have everybody leave the arenas. They canceled uh, games that were supposed to happen after that. And then the league, almost like immediately after that came out, decided to shut down the rest, suspend the rest of the regular season. And then the NHL last night was like, mm, I don't know. And then they met today and then decided that that was the best way to go about it. Um, and also the NHL was super wishy-washy about it. And I think yeah. people pounced all over him last night on social media because it was just such a like half-hearted, like, well, I don't know. So yeah. It's like somebody asks you to go to a party and you're like, ah, it's, but it's <laughs> a party at somebody's house. You don't particularly like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so there's no party here. This is the opposite of a party. A real, I, I don't know. I, I really just had a bad feeling that Bevan was going to do a whole thing where none of the high, no NHL player I got it yet, and NBA was closing up shop, and now all of these different leagues are closing up shop for the foreseeable future. I wonder how much of Batman or the league was like, mm, we're going to be the only eyes on sports right now, and maybe they wanted to get a couple more games in, and then. I, eventually, if they had kept going, an NHL player would have eventually gotten it. Considering, oh, 100%. Especially considering, because uh, somebody keeps pointing out, uh, I think it's you You have a disease for two weeks until you're actually able to like diagnose it, I believe is what it is. Like you're kind of carrying around for two weeks and then you start getting symptoms. So when you look at the Jazz's schedule dating back from when he got the positive test, they played the U- Utah Jazz played at MSG. They played the Knicks. TD Garden in Boston, and then they also play in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena, and they also hosted the Raptors. So, you know, Gobert was on the floor with these guys. Basketball isn't exactly a game of uh, no physical contact, so he would... Well, and it's not like hockey or football where there's a lot of pads and everything also, like... Skin on skin. Just skin on skin, skin contact, on skin. A lot yeah. of sweat on sweat. A lot of, yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, you're wearing shorts and a tank top, essentially. Yeah, and also Gobert, uh, one of Gobert's teammates has already been tested positive. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, another jazz player, has... Well... Um, and Gobert, and yeah, let's... The thing with Gobert, and yeah, let's let's talk about it, is there was that video of him uh, from a... Was it a couple weeks ago where they were talking about coronavirus? A couple days ago. A couple days ago. And he, yeah. he touched all the mics up there in front of the press and... Uh, I think there was a, a Woj tweet that said, I got the tweet around here somewhere, where uh, he essentially said like that Gobert just, according to his teammates, hadn't been taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And 
was uh, I'm gonna find this. But yeah, but I can... essentially he wasn't taking it seriously and he was screwing around and just touching like everybody's stuff and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, and I I I'm I'm probably wrong on this, but I think it was Monday. I think like that press conference was on Monday, and as a joke, because you know all the press are cut off now because of um just as a precautionary measure and when he got up he decided to put his hands over all the mics right there and then you see the reporters being like oh that's hilarious and then now <laughs> they were talking about last night they were like the reporters were like well i don't know if i need to go get tested now i don't know what i'm gonna do with this equipment like all this kind of stuff so uh yeah it's a serious thing just gotta gotta take it seriously and i'm pretty sure everybody's taking it seriously now even uh I don't know. I, it kind of felt like a lot of people were joking about it even last week, I guess. Oh, people were joking about it at the beginning of this week. And I think it really took it was such a bizarre night, too, because you, you heard about Rudy Gobert and the, the Jazz Thunder game being canceled. Mm-hmm. And then pretty quickly thereafter, you heard about the NBA season being suspended. You also heard about freaking Tom Hanks. Yeah. And his wife yeah. Like getting uh, yeah. coronavirus. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, America's uh, sweetheart, damn it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's insane how fast it's spreading, and it's just we don't. It's just we don't know when the end is coming. I guess we don't know. If, when if Tom Hanks and Rita better. Wilson are getting coronavirus, I mean, we're yeah, awesome. with yeah, none of us are truly safe. No, but the thing is, I think <laughs> people haven't been taking it seriously enough. I read a a New York Post article the other day about people like. Well, they're cheap flights, so I'm going to take advantage of that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, my, guys, just hunker down for a few weeks. My buddy just flew out to Chicago. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, it's getting I, it's crazy. Just, That's It's getting crazy. People are going nuts over toilet paper and everything. It, it's insane. And number one, like, just try to stick to the facts, wash your hands, try to avoid skin to skin contact with people, especially strangers. It just stay on top of that stuff. And if you are in the position where you can work from home and your employer is allowing that, and your employer should be allowing that if that's a possibility, because oh, yeah. if they're not, that's really shitty on their part. Yeah, it and it's very dangerous. Better. Yeah. Well, because oh. the big thing is you have to think about the strain it has on the healthcare system. If everybody's going in at once and getting sick at, at peak times that that's really where the effect lies. And then you also have people who, you know, you have people with cancer diagnoses and other, you know, horrible things going on and they won't get the care they need because everybody's dealing with coronavirus and that, you know, there's a flyers time with that where we're thinking about Oscar Lindblom and, yeah. you know, somebody who's probably very sensitive right now to, God forbid if anything happened to him with all this, you know, like nobody wants to see that and quarantine, play it safe. This is the stuff where people have to to use their heads and it just seems simple to me. And I'm glad the league did this. It sucks, frankly, as a hockey fan. It it sucks big time, especially as a Flyers fan. This is the best season they've had in a long time. We've discussed this. We have been thrilled about this team. This is a great team. And it sucks. It sucks that it happens when they are killing it right now. They are one of the best teams out there. Um, everybody was asking me, can I jump on the Flyers bandwagon? I'm like, oh, yeah, jump on the Flyers bandwagon. Come <laughs> with me. I don't, by the way, I haven't seen anybody who's been like, 
no bandwagoners here. I mean, I know I'm, those people I don't exist, get that but either. Like, I, I feel like there's been more people saying, but that's that's a discussion I think for a little bit later after we move on from coronavirus. But yeah, a little different time. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, but the thing is, like, people were excited about this team. They wanted to to jump on board, and uh, they they knew this was the best team in town, and they were. So it's it sucks, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's a point that we're allowed to make right now is we're aware of the real world repercussions of this. At the same time, though, again, as a Flyers fan for a while now, this was the best season they've had in a minute. It was the first time, you know, if this results in the postseason starting with the standings the way they are, the Flyers will have home ice advantage for the first time since 2011. And the way they were playing, they were rolling going into the postseason and they had signs of depth. They had signs of no real major weaknesses that teams could hone in on and take away the Flyers' advantage. There were a lot of seasons to be excited, or a lot of reasons to be excited about this team right now. And then, unfortunately, you know, this kind of puts a halt to it. But um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think I think it's a good sign for upcoming seasons, considering the people in charge of the Flyers, that uh, this shouldn't be the this shouldn't be a one and done season. It feels like it's a, but. it's a good sign for upcoming seasons, but it's also who's not to say that if play does resume, that this team doesn't continue yeah. with the success. My, there, there's yeah. no way to tell. I know the argument out there is that they had the momentum now and all that, and it's disappointing for sure. But there's no reason that the Flyers can't come back if postseason happens. If regular season picks back up in a month and a half or so. And that's another topic we'll get to, but there's no reason that they can't necessarily come back and have momentum and go on a run. Uh, I, every team's going to have the same disadvantage of having to kick off rust and everything. So this is up to Elaine Vigneault and his crew, big Al and the ass crew, get a little ass crew reference in there. These guys is, it's going to be a true show of their coaching skill if they can have these guys ready to go if they are to suddenly come back uh it sucks in the short term it definitely does it's it's tough to hear especially as a flyers fan i i know a lot of people have joked around about the the team being cursed and you know what why would the hockey gods do this kind of stuff because and it's true that's true it's true you get that feeling but it's i i i probably don't have i'm Look, everybody at work was basically coming up to me and saying, like, how are you dealing with this flyer season stuff? And it's like, for me, because of the human element, because of the importance of of kind of squashing coronavirus and, and keeping it down and not letting it spread, I'm fine with it because it's the right decision here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even for a second say, but why couldn't the Flyers just keep playing? It's tough. For sure, but I don't even have a moment of of regret or not agreeing with the decision here. This is the I yeah. think the only decision. Yeah, no, I agree. There's no uh, yeah, there's no woes me aspect. It just really sucks, is all the timing of it, of course. Uh, and I think uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason they can't come out if the season does continue at some point and play really well in the postseason. I guess the whole thing is just we know they were hot now. And if the season wasn't interrupted, we knew they would have been going in. They would have been rolling into the postseason. And they can get to that point again after a break. But again, it's going to be a That's thing That's a lot where... of what if, though. Yeah. 
I because mean, it, what if what if this Boston loss that just happened? What if that kind of derailed them a little bit, right? Well, what if they struggled I mean, for a few games? Yeah, you got it. There's two sides of the coin here. Um, I think that goes both ways. There's no. I, I'm choosing to remain optimistic and say that when they come back, there's no reason that they can't continue to be a confident hockey team that plays well. And I think especially given the coaching staff knows what these guys can do, who works well together, who doesn't, I think they can continue their success. Yeah. But there's no way to tell. And frankly. also and also with this, uh, with the season at least getting pushed back, if it isn't entirely, uh, you know, uh, canceled, there are going to be players coming back from injuries, which we were going to, that was going to be the main point of the show before the season got suspended. But uh, the guys, Phil Myers is now going to be out four weeks with the fractured patella. Nate Thompson is out two weeks with a sprained knee. And JVR was in the middle of his four to six recovery time for his uh, broken finger. So now... In theory, the Flyers aren't going to have to try and play any key games down the stretch where they need to have pl- uh, worry about playoff positioning with these guys out of the lineup because, honestly, I don't think four weeks. Like, four weeks is well, – you said it before that you thought that might be the best realistic timeline. I, I kind of agree with that, that a month out feels like enough time for them to kind of realize what's going on, maybe because I think they need a better the... approach to it. And they then need also, coronavirus to, to dip back down, right? They need well, yeah. to, to really, they need the, the government and the health system to get a firm grasp of everything. And they need to make sure that it's done because they don't want it to flare back up. That would just be a nightmare right. scenario for everybody. I, I will say, I'll read this from Wyshynski relating to the timeline right now. Uh, and I, I was looking at what Wyshynski and Kaplan said today on ESPN. And then also what James Myrtle was saying on The Athletic about just what could happen now with this season. So uh, the question was, what does this mean for the regular season? Wyshynski said, everything is on the table right now. One NHL source told ESPN that the team's physician doesn't believe the spread of coronavirus will subside until June. If the NHL is off the ice for that long, the postseason's fate has to hang in the balance, even as even as arena availability for July is being explored. But NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman made it clear our goal is to resume play as soon as it is appropriate and prudent so that we will be able to complete the season and award the Stanley cup. Uh, he also said a source on the player's side believes a quote unquote, best case scenario would be two to three weeks pause to the season, the continuation of the regular season for a few more games, though less than a complete 82 and then a truncated playoffs with shorter opening series. But if the NHL wanted to jump right into the playoffs, the only quotable way would be to through using point percentage rather than point totals as teams they have played an unequal number of games between 69 and 71 at the playoff start where the regular season was paused you'd end up with the following series okay i agree with that that, by the way i I definitely agree with the points percentage over it's gotta be yeah Yeah. Uh, and they've been doing that with the AHL too, because the AHL had some some quirks in the schedule where Western Conference Western Conference teams didn't travel as much as Eastern Conference teams, so they end up playing four less games, and then you do points percentage that way. So like points percentage does make sense if you're going to go that route. Uh, I don't like short. I don't like changing up the playoff format. I think if you're going to do it, I still want four be- uh, best of seven series. I'm fine with missing the rest of the regular season games. I still want seven, 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 and seven. Oh yeah, I'd give up the rest of the regular season in a heartbeat to have seven games for each round. Yeah. Um. So, and again, two to three weeks. Uh, that sounds way too quick for me. Just considering how quickly it's become this serious of a situation. Well, it uh, takes two weeks for it to show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also, and that's the thing too. Now is we still. 
again, Gobert was in these locker rooms, and teams played at those places. I think the Hurricanes were in Boston after Gobert was there. Uh, so, like, there were a, a player, an NHL player could be walking around around with it right now and it still hasn't been diagnosed so like two or three weeks but like in a week and a half if they find out somebody has it it's gonna push it back even further and um, i would be shocked if there isn't anybody with it, it i would be somebody's got it uh, yeah. yeah i mean you remember how quickly the mumps spread around the nhl Sidney yeah. crosby with the giant face like yeah that shit spread left and right and anytime there's flu in the locker room there's at least like two to three other guys oh, who yeah. end up getting it yeah, every yeah, time there are also like sharing water bottles and stuff. There's a lot yeah. of yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I mean, it's just it's it's. I mean, it happens in any workplace, you know. It, it happens everywhere. It's it's just how it happens. Yeah. It's how these viruses work. Yeah, two to three weeks is is way too optimistic. I, frankly, I fully support giving out a Stanley Cup this year. And if you have to start in July, guess what? Work those. Work those ice machines over time because we're going to do this. <laughs> and look, I also support if it ends up having to shorten next season in some way. I'd rather have two shortened seasons with a with Stanley Cup winners for both than one long season and a Stanley Cup winner and one abbreviated one without a satisfactory ending. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And to that point, I'll bring up the Myrtle point now because he was talking about how this the end of this season will now probably bleed into what next season looks like I and mean, fairly so uh so he put just how late the nhl can possibly push its postseason is a fair question if players begin to be quarantined will they still be able to train and prepare for the playoffs after sitting out for what could be months without playing games will they require a mini training camp before they before play resumed and would there be an appetite for a full postseason with up to 100 games stretching over two months if that meant rusty nhl are suddenly skating into the middle of july or even early august what then would that mean for the following season? Giving too short of a summer break obviously wouldn't be ideal, not to mention the fact that the draft and free agent would need to be pushed back as well. So I, yeah, I'm fine. I think this, they're just going to have back-to-back shortened seasons. Uh, I don't think there's going to be, I, I think this regular season is done. And I think they're going to go into the postseason with the points percentage which is really going to suck for the Blue Jackets and the Winnipeg Jets, who were, I think they're in a playoff spot right now, but the points percentage would knock them out and buy very, very little. Um, yeah, but, and then I think... But also, oh, sucks to suck. Yeah, you know what I mean? Want some more games. Uh, so let's work with the theory <laughs> that they got, like, from right now, uh, what is that, March 12th? Let's say they yes. take a month off. Like, let's say April 12th, they're like, all right, we're resuming activities. A month off, the only other time in the calendar year for, for hockey that they take at least a month off is the off season. So they're not going to go right back into the games. There has to be some kind of mini camp. Like, I yeah. feel like a week of exhibition games or something. You play two or three exhibition games against some teams, and then you get back into it. So then you're still looking at middle to late April to either jump directly into the postseason or if they still want to settle this and play the rest of the regular season out, you're looking at, I mean, you're just moving uh, the late March, early April schedule to late April, early May. And then you're probably going to start the playoffs in mid-May. I have an alternate proposal for these teams that are on the border. <laughs> what if we did an MLB-style one-game wildcard play-in game? Um, I, this year, I think I would be fine with that. I think that would be great this year, just because it wouldn't be necessarily fair to the 
the Blue Jackets and Jets and what what teams would be making it in over them? All right, so the format right now, based on uh, points percentage, this is also from ESPN. So if this is wrong, this is on, is on them. So it would be uh, the Bruins would be playing the Islanders, which sign me the fuck up for. Uh, Lightning against the Maple Leafs, Caps against the Hurricanes, and our Philly Floors against the Penguins. Uh, and the West, oh no, 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 I, I don't know if I want that right now because of the whole month off factor. But I would be, I would be. That would be the series I would have wanted if the season continued. I would want to see the Flyers kill the Penguins in that first round. Uh, out West, it would be Blues Flames, Av Stars, Golden Knights Predators, and then Oilers Canucks. And then they said that the Blue Jack and the Jets are currently in wildcard spots at the points, but would not make the playoff cup because of the points percentage. Um, so those are, I mean, kind of you want to run through those series real quick? I think the Bruins murder the Islanders. Well, Sorry. so before we run into that, so... <laughs> Well, no, no, no. I, I, seriously. Um, so the Blue Jackets, they wouldn't make it in over the Islanders, right? No. So then you'd have a Blue Jackets-Islanders one-game playoff, and you'd have, would it be Jets-Flames? Or yeah, would it be, be Jets-Flames. Jets... Jet, uh, Flames are the second wild card. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I just then... wanted to make sure it wasn't just... Yeah, I guess it would just... Okay. Yeah, so, I, so yeah, I think I think a Jets-Flames... And an Islanders Blue Jackets one game playoff is extremely fair. Uh, a, considering the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, considering yeah, the I circumstances. Think it's pretty, that's a fair I idea. think it would be a great opportunity for the league just to have that showcase. Yeah, I hope those games. You have two game sevens right there, right? Yep. Two game sevens after a while of people not having hockey. I think that would be a good way to help draw them back in. That's not, how you start the season back up. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That would yeah, be fantastic. Yeah. So that, I think, the league should 100% do that because I think it would be really shitty if those teams missed it based on points percentage. Yeah. Give them a chance and just let them have one game, lay it all out there, and it's going to suck for whichever team does make it in and they have to play that extra game. But guess what? You were the last wild card, so yeah. that's what happens. I will say... I'm not going to feel sympathy for him because it's John Tortorella, but considering like the, the exodus of skill that the Columbus blue jackets had last off season, the fact that every single blue jacket pretty much got like broke a major limb at some point this year. And then they were in a playoff spot. And then this happens to not be in a playoff spot would suck as a head coach. Oh, like he has, has done a, an unbelievable job this year. Yeah, he has a legitimate case for like Jack Adams, and then this happens, and they're like, "Oh, you were in a playoff spot, but like we're not going to give it to you." So tough break, and that's like that could be like the deciding factor of whether or not he is the the coach of the year or not is the playoff appearance with this. That would be crazy. Also, same with Paul Maurice. So Paul Maurice has uh, lost Bufflin, Myers, and uh, Trubo on their blue line, and uh, little for most of the season. And now he's been able to help the Jets get into a playoff spot this year. So both uh, would be. It's a weird wrinkle to the whole situation, I guess. But um, I like your idea of the wild card game. I do kind of like that. That would I would like that more than even a shortened. Like I, I just I don't know. I, I think it's the only fair way. I think yeah. a shortened regular season end would just be stupid and pointless at that yeah. point. And then if you go like if you do something like if you take off a month, go straight into the playoffs, and you have a three game series for the first round, the Islanders can beat the Bruins in the three game series, coming off of essentially or essentially going into a new regular season. And I don't want to see the Islanders make it to the cup because of coronavirus or like some team that wasn't like a team that is not has not been playing well this season. And then they get the break of just pretty much restarting a new season and they happen to be in a playoff spot 
Uh, I don't know. But yeah. uh, all right, yeah. we can run through. You want to run through these uh, these yeah, potential matchups? I mean, yeah, might as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, what else I are mean, we talking about? I said, what else are we talking about? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, it's going to be a... I mean, I think the Bruins will kill the Islanders, uh, especially because the Islanders got a little sloppy in their whole defensive system thing. Uh, yeah, the Bruins should kill the Islanders, but yeah, it's the I mean, NHL playoffs, so you never know. Yeah, you never know. That could be when Rask decides he's not playing the Flyers and he wants to kind of sit down a little bit. So, uh, Lightning Maple Leafs? I feel like the, the Lightning would kill the Maple Leafs. They uh, probably would, be, but there'd be a lot of goals scored in that series. A ton of goals scored, yeah. Although, I do believe that the Lightning are... Uh, buying into the defensive process a little more this year. Of course, I'm going to keep saying that, and then they're going to get shut out and swept in the first round <laughs> and lose each game like six nothing. But class, a lot of a lot of goals. Uh, but I still, I think I'd lead lead the uh, lean the Lightning way there. Maple Leafs, by the way, they just went out west, played all the shitty teams in California, and didn't get a win. Uh, so oh, wow. that's kind of what's going on with that team i've uh, never seen a team do that before go out to california and not get no, a win even though they every team should. yeah every team does well out there i can't think of one team yeah uh <laughs> uh caps hurricanes gotta go caps yeah i i think that would be a good series well it would all depend on the hurricanes uh replacement level goaltending well, as we discussed in a prior episode <laughs> fuck them uh <laughs> Yeah, I would depend on that, but I, it should be a, a decent series. The Hurricanes would have a chance to upset them, but the Caps, uh, just like the Bruins, should 100% win that series. Yeah, although it is worth pointing out that the Hurricanes, uh, with replacement level goaltending last year, did beat the Caps in a uh, seven-game series. And then Flyers-Penguins. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, the season, I, I'm gonna, I would say Flyers. I mean, right Flores, now. baby. Yeah, again, the Penguins haven't been looking too spicy lately either, so... Uh, you know what Flyers my greatest fear world. is? My greatest fear is that... Uh, not oh, that's my greatest it. fear, but... I, I know what's going on. I know what you're about penguins to say. Get, penguins get fucking Gensel back after all this. Jake Gensel comes back, and then... Let's go! Yeah. My other fear is, you know, they take a month and a half off, and then they just go right into the postseason, and the only person that doesn't show any rust across the entire league is Sidney Crosby, and of course, yeah. that'll be who the Flyers playing that, and then, you know, it'll be like... Business as usual, and that'll be another stat thrown in there. It's like, oh, yeah, that other time the Pens beat the Flyers in the postseason, and then we're going to have to be like, well, I mean, that's 2020 the problem. was different. That's the problem with the goddamn Pens is they've got two superstars, and they just need one of them to click in a series. And it's annoying. Yep. It's it's been annoying for a long time at this point. It's been annoying. I would, it's been annoying. <laughs> I, I would do anything for it to end at this point. Uh, as it stands today, I think the Flyers should win that series, and I would love nothing more than right. that. Depth and uh, defensive system. I think I've been working pretty well recently for the fours. And I think that would come into play. I mean, they looked pretty good the last two games that played against them. Uh, man handled them in Philly and then best period of the season out in Pittsburgh in the third period. So uh, blues flames got to go blues here. I think I, I mean, the blues are rolling again. And uh, that is my, that is my summary for that team. Also don't really, I'm not too confident in a, Dave Riddick. So, who's even on the Flames beside Johnny Hockey? Matt Kachuk is having a pretty damn good season. They still got yeah, they, they got a couple Brody. guys. Yeah, they're they got, they're they all right, people. but the Blues. Andrew Mangiapane is having a hell of a season. Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm still I'm still going Blues. They still. I mean, they're just playing pretty well again. Uh, Av Stars great. would be pretty interesting to me. Uh, just based, I, I mean, I want to see the Stars in the playoffs again. I feel like they are a pretty good defensive team, and I think they would match up pretty well against the Avs. But we'll see if that happens. 
And uh, wouldn't they be avoiding a McKinnon injury? Because I think he just yeah. went down with something. Yeah, he he's out. I think one to two weeks. Um, yeah, so they. they so he would have been back that. before the playoffs anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, uh, Golden Knights Predators. I think Golden Knights. Golden Knights have been rolling, and uh, now they have Laner in that. So I think it's gonna be. I think the Golden Knights could be a real scary team out west. For the oh, rest they of could the, be. The, I think, weren't they on that uh, that playoff odds Stanley Cup odds? Uh, chart weren't oh, they yeah, like, pretty yeah. up there with the Flyers? Oh yeah, we'll get to uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second because that's oh, a yeah. whole uh, that's a whole Ooh, segment we, we got we got a yeah. classic segment to bring back for that one. Yeah, if, if, if people are gonna love it. So uh, yeah, they were though they were the second team behind the Flyers, um, and the only other team I'm thinking double digits when it came to uh, like percentages to win the cup. So I that'd be a pretty interesting uh, cup final, uh, Flyers Golden Knights. <laughs> also, I don't think I could stand it if the Flyers lost knowing that. Oh no! No, I just I I don't think I could wrap my mind around that. That was like when for me when the Phillies played the Rays in oh, 08. and man. the idea of losing the goddamn World Series to the goddamn Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> just the bile rose in my throat thinking about it. Yeah, you don't you don't feel sorry for Herman Griff. Like the the Phillies had to get that World Series no matter what. So I'm with you. Oh my god. Uh, and then Oilers Canucks Oilers. I mean, that would be a dumb series. That's like two of the. I feel like that's a series that features the two flimsiest teams going into the postseason. Uh, I just the, want to see McDavid score like twenty goals in that series. Yeah, I mean that. Well, that's the Oilers are McDavid. Yeah, we talked about it in the forecast. They're McDavid, Drysital, and special teams. And then the Canucks are like the most. I feel like the most inconsistent team out west this year i feel like there's just a lot of ups and downs with that team uh and they just keep dropping bad games but uh yeah that'll be a playoff part i mean let's see here and then it would be blue we'll say blues and avs golden knights and oilers yeah i, I can see the, the golden knights getting through and then i i just have the flyers aren't doing it. i think it's got to be the bruins again somehow i really thought last year was going to be the last run to the cup but uh they're great. Yeah, I mean, great. the Flyers had a, a nice game with them the other day. Unfortunately, it didn't end well for our team, but yeah. it was. I thought they played really well against them, but the the Bruins are just that good, and and yeah. Tuca looked great that night. And that, the thing is, they have the goaltending, they have the experience, they have the forwards. They they got everything. Yeah, that and that that was the way I was going to summarize that game on Tuesday. Was it wasn't really the Flyers not finding a way to beat the best team in the league or like a team that is better than them. It was really more just showcasing that there's so many damn ways the Bruins can win. They got the Bruins got outplayed at five on five and scored one power play goal in the first two periods. And that was enough. They just shut it down defensively. And Tukarask made a bunch of ridiculous saves. To ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's, they can either just shut it down and take everything away or, or they can storm offensively at you. It's, it's, a lot of ways they can beat you. Um, that would be a nice Eastern Conference final, though. Flyers, Bruins. Ooh, little, little classic uh, Philly-Boston action. Yeah. Also, uh, Flyers playing the Bruins in the playoffs. Nobody knows what can happen. I'll say that. Either a uh, all-time historic comeback, or you get swept with uh, Chris Pronger on your team. So, uh, <laughs> so speaking of the percentages that we were just referencing, uh, according to Money Puck, which is an advanced stats website, they always do a cup probability factor they they rank how likely it is each team is going to win the stanley cup at any certain point in the season so ironically today as the season has now been announced as suspended your philadelphia flyers have the highest highest odds according to them of winning it all at 13.6 percent uh vegas is second with 12.1 
Washington is third with 9.7, and those are the only three teams over 9%. So, and they, it's a, I forget how they go about it. Uh, I think Charlie was explaining it last week or two weeks ago when I was on BSH and uh, this was brought up that pretty much it's just based on the skill on the roster this year. And if guys are overachieving, it doesn't really factor that in. It's a whole thing where, you know, like let's say Tyler Pettig had 20 goals, they would factor that in as like, oh, Tyler Pettig's a 20 goal scorer on your fourth line. When it's like, well, he's a guy who hasn't scored over like seven goals in his career, and now he's scoring 20. You know what I mean? Like it's a thing that like Derek Grant has 15 goals and right, exactly. Yeah, he's a better example. Yeah, it would be like they don't factor in the true skills, just how they're playing. I guess this year and doesn't really factor in like shooting percentages and shit. But it's well, they think, think about all the way, uh, they think oh, about all the most important stats, which are of course, as we know, grit, heart, and hustle. They got those. Uh, they, the stuff who, that you can do with the eye test. Yeah, who wants it more? Uh, who's winning battles in the corner? Um, luck, sure luck. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. They, they got that down. But so this uh, they tweeted this out. <laughs> they tweeted this out. And then uh, Slam and Sammy Carcitti. Uh, Slam and Sammy. That of the beat. Uh, we got. We got to do. We got to do the proper intro for this bit because this is officially uh, taking it to the beats. Hood, hood, hood. Taking it to the beach. Taking it to the beach. Yeah. Taking it to the beach. And we're going to do it right now. Uh, Sammy quote tweeted it saying, ah, and then he added Claude Drew. Finally got the, Jesus. finally got to lift the cup. Period. Hashtag flyers. So Are I guess you he... shitting me, slamming Sammy? <laughs> Are you thought... shitting me with this? Okay. Number one. This is clearly, you know, just an odds thing, a percentage thing. And number two, people are already pissed that the season's ending prematurely, uh, potentially, uh, that their hockey's being suspended. People are pissed about it. They are not happy about it. They don't like the situation. And then to mock the pain of those people is very incredibly shitty. Yeah, that's my thing is I, first of all, it's just an old guy trying to make a joke and it goes horrendously wrong. So. And it's just shitty all around. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, a exactly. Yeah, he's trying uh, to make a joke. I, I get that, but it's just like it comes off pretty shitty to people. And then to tag Claude Giroux in there, like, <laughs> it, like is Claude Giroux, Giroux going to look at that and go like, <laughs> Sam, classic? Yeah, after Giroux has what had to watch the shittiest teams ever come through the Flyers like over the last couple of years, and then this team is actually rolling, and he's literally getting stopped by something out of his control. And Cartier is like, oh, yeah, it looks like he would have finally done this year, big guy. Like, there's Drew no reason for that six lifetimes of Dave Hackstall bullshit. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. need this. Uh, but thankfully, our new Lord and Savior has come through. And uh, Kevin Hayes got on Twitter and saw Carcitti's tweet and responded with, Good one, Sam. You are hilarious. Hashtag all caps not. So, Kevin Hayes. Yeah, he's... He's my dad. He's our new captain. He's he's the greatest player out there. So I mean, we're there, funny. We're not giving Hazy the C. Maybe he can get a nice A if he wants, but he can't get a C. Um, two A's. Give him a couple A's. Two, dead A. One on each. Um, yeah. One on each uh, shoulder. The not joke. My God, Kevin Hayes going full <laughs> '90s on slamming Sammy's ass, and you better believe Sam remembers the '90s. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks that it just happened. He was like, "Oh man, that's a fresh joke. That's a topical joke." Another impeachment already. <laughs> didn't they just do that thing yeah so uh kevin hayes i also uh, you know that just shows uh claude is a true leader because his teammates have his back just like this is uh this is the equivalent of the uh hag fighting tom wilson uh situation so 
uh yeah that's uh that was taking it to the beats uh coronavirus style and um taking that, that it was... to the beats it to the beats so that you know Carcini, i guess i just don't pay attention to him that much anymore there hasn't been any really juicy dumb tweets out there but it was funny i forget who's who tweeted as they're waiting on a Carcini slip up about the coronavirus or something and i then shall two go hours back later, into the twitter yeah, archives for that i think it was uh yeah um i think You'll it was find that Joe I, I think. I think the... it was right around the one where the guy told us to stop screwing around on the forecast. It's right around there. <laughs> hey, get your shit together on that. Get podcast. your shit together. Get more serious. Every podcast I listen to. <laughs> yeah, get it together. Opinion. Just my opinion. Uh, um, I am I going to... to find it. Yeah, you do that. I'll talk yeah. about some more. Uh, so, uh, a bunch of other hockey leagues have been canceled too. Uh, both the Switzerland's top two leagues, the NLA and the NLB, have been canceled. Oh, it uh, was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Joe lives in Erie. Philly sports Joe, who said, I cannot tell you how badly I need a slam and Sammy COVID-19 take. And we, uh, we, it's not a COVID-19 take, but it is a, it happened because of the, the coronavirus. So it's, it's adjacent to it. I'd say it was good timing. Still Carchita came through. Always does. Gotta love it. Um, <laughs> NLA, NLB canceled. Uh, German's top, Germany's top league D. DEL has been canceled. The DEL two has been canceled, and then Austria's top league, the uh, the EBEL, Erste Bank Ice Hockey League, uh, announced they won't have uh, the the season came to a close. They're going to have seasons where they don't crown a, a champion, uh, and then also the CHL has paused their season. So the OHL, WHL, and QMJHL have uh, paused their seasons at the moment, and are kind of I guess going to react based off the NHL's. Uh, influence and uh and then also the ncaa as you mentioned steve canceled march madness and also the frozen four and looking at who uh i guess college writers were expecting to make the tournament looks like cam york of michigan bobby brink of denver gavin hain of uh university of north dakota and noah cates of minnesota duluth uh, were all heading towards the frozen four tournament and now they don't have a a chance to uh excel there again you know bigger picture but I guess that kind of does suck to an extent, but they all should be, they are all coming back. I believe in that, or they could be coming back next year to college. They'll get another chance. Um, And also the last time the Flyers didn't, or not the Flyers, the last time the league didn't have the Stanley Cup handed out was 1919, which was the uh, 1918 influenza pandemic, the Spanish flu, uh, canceled the final between the Montreal Canadiens and the Seattle Metropolitans after five games were played. So maybe that's the, uh, yeah, I mean, even then they still got a couple games off in there. So uh, I, I really, I don't know. I, it would take a lot for them not to have a a postseason. Yeah, I like I. So. so, what point in time do you think they would eventually say, "All right, we can't even continue with this"? Like, do you think there's any way it's suspended for two months? I would say if this goes into like early to mid June, and we're still it's still looking horrible then i think we're... early to mid-june yeah it's gotta be because early. I, to mid- I think even like if it's going into late may i think they're thinking about it but if it if it ends like it at the beginning of may i think we still definitely get playoffs in a cup yeah the thing is is it's two months from the starting point yeah. so if they're able to get it off starting started in may you can still have it's going to be a weird Stanley Cup but you can still have the Stanley cup in early mid July, do the draft in late July free agency is August. And then maybe push back the start of next regular season and then get back to normal. 
I mean, uh, we had a damn season start in January one time, so yeah, yeah, you know, it's one. fine. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and that one too was they even had to. I mean, games were the Stanley Cup was late June then, and then the draft was one day, the last weekend of June, and then they had free agency start like two days later. So like even then it was congested. So for them to do this this late in the season, I don't think they're going to have any more regular season games. I mean, because I don't believe the two to three week timeline is going to happen. And I just don't think it makes sense. I, I really, I, it just doesn't make sense. Now. I, yeah, because it doesn't make sense. To, do the yeah. one game playoff playing game, and that's that. Yeah, one game. It's gonna be weird because they're gonna have like they would still do like a training camp or like exhibition games before yeah. that one game playoff, and then they have the. But still, it's a, it is a crazy situation. So, so I got a question from a, a Flyers point of view. Oh baby, go ahead. Do you think there is any way that Nolan Patrick could possibly be ready? And if so, is he postseason eligible for the team? Post, uh, he should be postseason eligible. I don't okay. know why he wouldn't be. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure to be honest. So I just wanted to be sure. No, he yeah he should be postseason eligible. I mean that is I guess that is one silver lining possibly is he could be back in time for you know if the postseason gets pushed into late June or even July he could be here and the Flyers do make it that far. But who knows? I mean again with Patrick it's. He's been skating and practicing. It's just nobody really knows still. That is a possibility, though. Um, but I, I don't believe there's any conditions that he wouldn't be able to play in the postseason. Well, here's my other question, then. No, late on me. Do, do you put Nolan Patrick in the lineup if he is available? Because he hasn't played it all this season, and you've got plenty of capable bodies at this point. So, I mean, it comes it's an interesting to- question. Yeah, and for me, it comes down to you just have to see if he's going to play. I think they're if he's capable of playing, I think they're going to put him in because even if you just could put him on the fourth line and maybe shelter him. I mean, I would take Patrick on the fourth line over Grant or not Grant um, over Bunneman or Thompson. But again, I don't know if the team even wants to put him on the fourth line. And I don't know if because even even put him on the third line, maybe like third line with not playing throughout the entire season and into the postseason feels a little, even that feels a little questionable, but maybe on the fourth line and you really shelter those guys minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this could all be a moot point. He he could not be ready and it it doesn't even matter, but it's, it's a question worth asking. I I have to say the one guy I feel uh, pretty bad for on the flyers. Like I feel bad for the entire team in this situation, but I feel really bad for Gostas bear because yeah. he finally just got another shot to get back in the lineup. He had a pretty good game against the Bruins I, and yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, to be honest, that was if they come back. Yeah. To be honest, that game on Tuesday too. I'm not, we're not going to talk about ghosts too much, but I thought he looked the best he's looked all year. Not to, and again, his numbers weren't great and he didn't do anything spectacular, but he had a, he drew a penalty doing the ghost shimmy at the blue line. Uh, and he was also looked, that's probably the most confident he's looked back at the point all year. So uh, that is an angle to it. I did think about that. Uh, it is nice though, that he is at least, well, he's been healthy for a while. It really does suck for him. Uh, but I, I think he'll be back. Like, I think he is 
I'm hoping he's back to normal now. Again, we won't know. It was one fucking game, but right, it was that one really is game, terrible but... game. Like, I mean, that was terrible timing. Terrible. Timing. I mean, it's it's some interesting choices for Vigneault if he does have to come back with a team that's immediately starting in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's gonna be. I think the thing too is uh, at least some of the lines have seen the kind of like materialize at least right now. <laughs> so it looks like the first line. The team is fine with having the top line of Giroud, Katori, Voracek. Um, and I think uh, the second line of, I guess, Farabee now. Farabee, Hayes, and Konechny. Hayes and Konechny have been playing long enough now that they've been building some pretty good chemistry, and hopefully that carries out whenever they come back. Uh, so if they did want to put Patrick back in or Ghost back in, they both would kind of have soft landing spots. Like putting Ghost on the third pair wouldn't be something that should hamper your team, but it would get... Like goes kind of work his way back in the game speed, and then same with Patrick. But right, but do you prefer Phil Myers after all you've seen and the fact that he's a righty and so a lot going in Phil Myers' favor, getting put back in the lineup. And oh, uh, well, Robert I Hague, mean, I know you know the the Hague hitmen are out there and they're supporting their man body bag. Yeah, I mean, well, when Myers comes back, the thing is, is Myers goes back on the second pair, Braun gets put in the third pair, and then you're looking at either Ghost or Hag on left side on the bottom on the third pair so it becomes if uh you have enough confidence in ghosts after that one game slash whatever the hell he's gonna look like in the, the new mini camp to actually put him over hag which i mean you know i know what my answer to that is right now <laughs> but i we will talk about that when we get there it's a little bit a little bit out a little, a little further down the line here um yeah yeah definitely further down the line but uh you know it's something i wanted to bring up while we were we were talking about yeah, what little about hockey this. we do have to talk about. Yeah, uh, we can. You want to talk about these two games though? Uh, recently played. I mean, I don't know. I think we can talk about them real quick. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about. Them. So that, that Sabres game on Saturday we played like shit. I mean, oh, it was terrible. terrible. Uh, that was thirty-six point eighty-four shot attempts, four percentage, their lowest uh, Corsi four percentage in a game this season. Still twentieth game this season. They came away with a plus two goal differential at five on five. Mainly because of Claude Drew, mainly because of Carter Hart. Carter Hart had a phenomenal game, uh, mainly in the first period. Stopped the Reinhardt breakaway, uh, and then the Flyers decided to give up a couple pretty dangerous shorthanded chances against in the first period. Hart stopped them both in a matter of seconds. Uh, stopped another pair of back-to-back point-blank chances early in the second. Uh, and it was his 14th game this year where he's allowed one goal or less out of the 36 games for the Flyers he's played the majority of. So, uh, And he's gone 12-1-1 one, one in those games, more importantly. Or, not more importantly, but... Uh, and the, the losses were a 2-1 shootout loss to Washington and the one nothing loss to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But mainly him and mainly Drew just uh, getting shit done. Uh, two pretty good goals from the captain. And the team needed them because they... I mean, they knew they were playing the Sabres, I guess. They really coasted that night. <laughs> that's a great captain night, line. though. Yeah. Like, that's no, that's uh, what you want to see is, like, you are going to have those nights occasionally, and the captain's like, all right, I'll do it myself. Yeah, that that was exactly what you want to see. Like, that was a – this is going to sound like a weird explanation, I guess, but the they look like shit against a playoff – or a non-playoff team that had nothing to play for. But obviously it was not their night and still they found a way to come away with a win and it really never felt in doubt like you could you got to lean on your goalie your own goalie and your captain is still out there making a difference so two goal game I mean, this team 20 has, goals now this team's been better about falling into those kind of trap games than right. previous teams have been but they haven't been completely 
invulnerable against them because uh, we saw that that Devils game. Ugh, that five nothing yeah. Devils loss earlier this year, and this could have been very similar. But uh, thankfully, Claude Giroux and Carter Hart showed up and said, "Not today, Sabers." Yeah, and also like in. If there was a, we were talking about in the forecast last week too, like which one of these games was going to be the trap game, the Hurricanes game, or the Sabres game, and they had a pretty big one in DC. They beat the Hurricanes, and then they could have been looking forward to the Bruins on Tuesday, and maybe even that the Lightning game that was going to happen tonight. Um, so you know, the you're right, it, it could have just been a, it could have been a trap game, but they came away with the. Uh, the one anyway. Uh, outshot 39 24. Second time that time the season they've outshot by 15 shots or more. The only other time was the 3 to 1 loss to Calgary, the fourth game of the season, which was uh, probably their worst game of the year. One of their worst games of the year. That one, uh, the loss in Pittsburgh where they lost uh, 7 nothing. So, uh, but yeah, that was the, they were outshot 38 22 that night. Uh, and then Michael had zero points with three shots on goal on 22 58. Forecheck and Sandheim also had two assist games. Uh, and then that Bruins game. Again, I th- I wasn't too upset on Tuesday night. Uh, I thought the Flyers played pretty well. I That was, to me, just a game where you see why the Bruins are pretty damn good and why they are a serious cup contender. Uh, they didn't have any... They didn't have anything going at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, Flyers were living in the defensive zone. Tuka Rask made a bunch of big saves. And the Bruins limited the Flyers' quality chances against. And then they get a grizzly shot to drift from the point in past Hart. And that's really all they needed to win. So you can't give the Bruins anything. And they can beat you in all kinds of ways. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't have much more to say about that one. It's, as I said before, like, they lost to... Well, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you say it all. I go on for a while. I know. I'm try- I was trying to. I was trying to make it more. Uh, yeah, because I don't. There's not too many stats for this. Game, well, it, so. it's not even going on for a while. It's just you. You said what needed to be said there, and <laughs> I agree with the take. I. I, I don't know. They, I thought they played a, a good game, and it's just yeah. the the Bruins are just too deep. They're too good, and you're gonna lose games like that sometimes. It sucks, and it was. We as we said in the forecast, it's a, a really tough two game stretch right there. Uh, Bruins and Lightning if they had played tonight and yeah, we would have been happy if they came away with two points between the two games frankly yeah yeah and um, I did think it was I did think it was a unique game because the Flyers they came out strong for the first 40 and then the third period they got worked by the Bruins but that was probably because a little bit of uh, the goal kind of playing a factor into that but uh, I also thought you know, talk. We always talk about how good Sean Couturier is, and we always try to bring up times to point out why he's good. Top line: Drew Couturier and Voracek spent the first period uh, pretty much just living in the Bruins zone. Uh, Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak posted a 25 Corsi four percentage and 20.41 expected goals four percentage before Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy decided to go with Marshan Bergeron and Andre Kasha, David's brother, on the top line, and then Sean Corelli, David Krejci, and Pasternak on the second line, and then. The um the Corelli, Krejci, and Passionate line went up against Scott Lawn and Derek Grant and Pitlick. They dominated them in terms of possession, even though both sides broke even in goals at a zero. Uh Long Grant Pitlick posted at eighty five point eighty four expected goals four percentage against uh Poshnik's new line. So again, five and five, they were doing fine. It was just uh Tuka Rask is Tuka Rask is pretty good at stealing goals or stealing games for uh, the Bruins on top of 
that top line and on he's top a damn of good goalie match. he's just yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes that happens too you just it's... play a hot hand you play a good goalie and they're just gonna shut you down i mean yeah this is if they ended up playing if there is a playoffs and these two teams play for the eastern conference i think you're gonna have a hell of a seven game series it would be an insane seven game series yeah I, the Bruins, I think, are the tr- the one team. I think even this year with the Lightning, I, I still think the Flyers could hang with the Lightning. Uh, I would still, I guess, say the Lightning would win, but the Bruins are just, I don't know. They they have a good defensive system. I mean, Chara and McAvoy and Krug and, and Carlo's not great offensively, but he's pretty good in his own zone. They take a while out of chances, and then he has to be Rask, too. It's it's a pretty daunting challenge. And uh, I didn't think they were going to look as good this year. I thought they were going to kind of lose steam after the, the Cup loss last year. But uh, fuck is what, <laughs> is what I have to say to that. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Well, shit. Uh, well, shit. Uh, and then, I guess, I mean, we do actually have some Flyers news before we get into uh, some jersey rankings and uh, the badge update. Fireside defenseman Wyatt Wiley, a 20-year-old right-hand defenseman who was taken 127th overall in the fifth round of the 2018 draft by some guy named uh, Ron Hextall, uh, signed his ELC on Tuesday, 64 points, 14 goals and 50 helpers in 62 games in his fourth and final season with the Everett Silvertips in the WHL. shabby. Carter Hart's old team. Uh, they were teammates at one time. Also, Rackle Goose's old team. Yep, pretty damn good. Good enough, by the way, to be second among WHL D-men in scoring. And he is a guy who, at the time they drafted him, he was labeled as a two-way player, but it was more he his strength was more in his uh, in the defensive zone on the defensive side of the puck. However, this year he apparently took a big step forward in terms of uh, offensive play. Started doing a lot more when he actually had the puck on his sticks. A lot better point production. Um, he also led Everett D-men uh, in shots and goal with 211, which was also good for uh, second among all WHL defensemen and also tied for 22nd overall. So the guy likes to shoot the puck a lot. Seven power play goals. Um, and Scott Wheeler is somebody I go to. Uh, Scott Wheeler and Corey Promen. Corey Promen are good sources of uh, information when it comes to prospects and upcoming drafts and everything. Was reading what Wheeler had to say on him. Uh, when he did the uh, prospect pool rankings earlier this year, and pretty much he likes Wyatt Wiley, and he thinks he has uh, involved, evolved his game this year, but his concerns are uh, skating, which, you know, when, we've, when have we heard that for, before about a Flyers prospect? Uh, doesn't have the longest reach when it comes to breaking up plays and, like, containing the gap and everything on defense. And then also he doesn't see a way that he could be used on the, on the power play, which are kind of big three big factors in limiting the uh, the upside of a player i guess coming up through the system but apparently there's enough skill there where he could one day work his way onto an nhl roster so it kind of sounds like a mark freeman to an extent with where he is right now he could be a guy that if things break the right way he could work into a role on the third pair eventually which mark freeman might be looking at that option next year and mark freeman uh hasn't looked too bad in the limited time he's been out with the club so far. So uh, I think two free bins for a third pairing is perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, exactly. It would be, and you wouldn't have to spend a lot on either right now either. Cause they're still going to be working on those ELCs. Uh, and he, so this was pairing you, you can have replacement level, frankly, replacement levels fine. As long as you don't have Ryan parent level. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Freeman's numbers are that bad this year, but he really, like, the eye test-wise, he's been fine, considering it was his first taste in the NHL, too. And, uh, yeah, you're right, he can't get by on that. And they might, I think they might, that might be an option next year, as, uh, as they don't bring back Braun. You still have Nitkin and Myers, the top two on the right side, and they can slide in Freeman to work with Hager, uh, Ghost. So, uh, and... Why Wiley, this was his fourth season in the WHL, so now he has to go pro. Uh, so he will be in Lehigh Valley next year since he signed the contract. And uh, this summer, the Phantoms are losing both uh, Andy Walensky. So, you know, Not hashtag, Wellesie. Yeah, hashtag waiting on Wellesie. And it looks like we're never going to see him. Man. We may never see Andy Walensky in a Flyers jersey now. And I, for Wellesie you want to talk about things. Our lives. You want to talk about things that I'm just going to lay down in a parking lot and stare into the stars and wonder what life's all about. That's going to be one of them. Like, that's that right there is never going to see an AEW. I know. Screaming that while local Walmart employees trying to tell me to leave. So, yeah. Uh, So he's going to be gone. And then Reese Wilcox is also going to be gone. Reese Wilcox. um, Not uh, not great at hockey. So those two players really aren't going to be, I guess, you know missed and it helps that Wiley's going to be filled in <laughs> didn't mean the dunk on Linsky and Wilcox right there but I did because you know they're bad uh so that was yeah that Wilcox, was actual oh no I'm sorry Wilcox is not the guy I was thinking of there was a guy we had for an episode title a couple years back I think it was Scarlet Reese or something oh Reese Scarlet Reese Scarlet. Scarlet. It was another plan. Reese. Yeah. Was it Reese Scarlet gets a new cell phone plan? Yeah. Cause it was the trade deadline and I was going through all these random trades and it was Reese Scarlet traded for somebody else that I'm pretty sure like it just wasn't even relevant at the time. And I decided, yeah, let's put this on the sheet. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, who the fuck is Reese Scarlet? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's that. And then, uh, I think we should, I think we should do these power rankings. This would be another good Flyers thing we could do right now, since there's not actual games to talk about. But uh, And, by the way, keep the, the recommendations coming for the yeah. foreseeable future, because Please we will need topics. And, throw things out there. You know, and I, I, you I think we've, we've before we get into this, I, I think we've made a, a, a quick show announcement, too. I think we've made a decision on what we're going to do for the next few weeks. Like we're, we're going to keep going. We're going to be doing weekly podcasts, but um, the thing is, if you're not aware, I think most of you are aware at this point, we do two shows a week. At this point, we do the flyers forecast, the weekly preview show, and we do fly purpley. Of course, Um, forecast is a little irrelevant given the current circumstance. Obviously it's, we would just go in the forecast and be like, well, we're here to talk about nothing. So, What our thoughts are is we do our usual insane length, uh, hour and a half to two hour fly purbly, but then we uh, fill that forecast void with a, maybe a single topic, shorter episode, like kind of a, a, a true flight light, like a 30 to 40 minute episode talking about one or two topics. And, and yeah. that's about it. Like something fun, just keep it light and, you know, um, but that we're gonna we're gonna continue pumping out that tangy tent for y'all, and and we do have one topic already lined up for this weekend, I should say. Yeah, for but you want to hear Monday. you want to hear us talk about stuff? Uh, you know, keep tweeting at us, uh, fly verbally yeah. at sports are bad, and we'll repeat that at the end of the show as we always do. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the time. if you guys want to get some, uh, we could probably work in some uh, Q and A's in here too, some mailbags uh, at some point. But yeah, any ideas you guys uh, you want to hear, just throw them out there, and we will uh, we'll look into it and probably do it. Uh, much like we're about to do for uh, Andrew uh, Haro. Is that how you say that last name, Steve? 
That's all I'm saying. It. Let's go at at a Haro uh, throughout uh, next week. Can you guys rank jersey purchasing power? I love this team so much. I might buy a new one, but I am torn on who to get. So Andrew, uh, great question. Thank you for the the question for the pod that was at the Fly Purple account. But I'm gonna pretend like that was added at me. Snaps for Andrew. <laughs> this is a, it's a poetry slam. So I I so who are your who's at the top of your list? I have a couple guys. I think I think there are four guys that you can't go wrong with right now. Yeah, I think there's like four or five guys. Uh, so my first one I want to mention Claude Giroux cannot go wrong with the captain. He is an all-time flyer, as we have said time and time again. I am going to keep hammering that home until the world realizes just how great Claude Giroux is. Uh, That is a jersey that you will literally be able to wear for the rest of your life, and if anybody ever gives you shit about it, I will show up and fight them magically like Beetlejuice. Yeah, and also, if somebody makes fun of you and you tell me about it, I'll send Steve to go beat up beat them up so yeah just, all you have uh, to do is say fly purpley three times in a mirror <laughs> and we'll show up for and michael keaton to yell, will show up yeah get him steve and i'll i'll jump in and fight the guy for you <laughs> claudio is a good choice claudio uh, is a good choice but you, you i'll do one you do one how, how about we do it that okay, way i think the other one uh, another one right now would be pro roth Ooh, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Get a little uh, bit of that sharp provolone. Yeah, and he is arguably the number one right now. If not, he's number two and will soon be number one on defense. And he is He's been young, great this so. year, man. He's been a monster this year. I mean, there were some concerns with the contract, and if he was still going to do the whole thing where uh, every once in a while he was like, you know what, I'm going to give this to the other team in our own slot. And he's cut that out of his game, and uh, I like him for it. He's also been... I mean, him and Niskanen have been a true. They've been top ridiculous. They have been pairing. one of the best. Top I still can't I've seen get in Philadelphia since, probably since the the Pronger Teamanen days back in 2010, because then you had a, a great just top four. Yeah, and, and like I, I still just don't like. Man, what the hell was McClellan doing? Why would you trade Niskanen in division for a lesser defenseman just to watch? I like think you, they, they thought just, he was done, man. I think they I thought he was what, just... I, yeah, I guess we were the same mindset. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, you want him? Like, like well, I just don't understand why you would even risk it. But, I mean, whatever. As he would say, fuck him. And it worked out fuck for him. the... Yeah, it worked out for the Flyers pretty My well. My new catchphrase. So. There we go. Uh, say Niskanen, it, Steve, say I would... <laughs> Niskanen, I would not say is a must-buy. No, no, jersey, I would but, not buy uh, Niskanen. Right, but so, more power to you. That'll be a great obscure jersey in a few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put there, put that right. up there with your Daryl Powell jerseys. So Next one I say... Yeah, go ahead. So my, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, my favorite player on the team right now in the, my next, the, I think the top jersey I'm considering buying next. Travis Konechny, the jerk store's all-time bestseller. Ooh, nice. I I love TK. He is the man. I, I think he is. It, now that Wayne Simmons is gone, I think this is your, your prototypical flyer here. He's, he's filthy. He's aggressive. <laughs> he is... He can score on you. He's got speed. He's got it all. I love Travis Konechny. He's got those silky mitts. Everything going on for this guy. I He's leading the team in points. I love him, and I think that this is a, a great jersey to go out and buy if you're going to buy one. I think, yeah. I think a pretty strong case could be made that you need to buy a Konechny jersey. For everything you said, I was just dying because you said... He's uh he's the ideal flyer, and then the first thing he said was he's filthy. Damn <laughs> he's just, right. He's just an animal out there on the ice. But 
He's he an does, animal. He does have a lot of aspects that make you happy he's on the Flyers, because if he wasn't, he'd be annoying as shit. Oh, uh, I, I, Pittsburgh Steve hates his guts. <laughs> yeah, he's a top-line skill. He's, he's going to score goals, and then he's probably going to give you shit about it. So he's just good at scoring and good at chirping, which is the second-best combination you can have next to uh, scoring and beating the shit out of people. So he's not quite at Wayne Simmons' level, but he is... He's right up there for being uh, a player we're proud to have on the Flyers, and we know pisses off everybody. Uh, I so you, I would say my favorite player right now, and I'll say him next. Uh, and I've been a part, I've been a fan of his for a while, even before it was cool to like him. Uh, Sean Couturier, I think Sean Couturier would be another solid choice. Uh, you he's have not to get going the doctor anywhere. on the back. Yeah, I don't have to say the doctor, and then Doctor Couturier. It's got to say Doctor Couturier. <laughs> And then seven number, it's just uh, it's just him in a white jacket with a with like a clipboard, just getting ready to. Uh, it's not an actual number on the back, but I think he would be another option. He's not going anywhere. He's a staple of the team. Uh, very important. Everybody would. That's a good jersey to get. IML. I think him. I he's my favorite fire right now, and I think unfortunately, the guy that was working his way up there was Oscar Lindblom, and they pretty much play the same way. So. Um, who you got after uh, Katoria? There's one other guy I'm thinking of that'd be a good choice. Hmm. And okay. We... Well, Katoria is a great choice. I, I think you really can't go wrong with that one. I I can't. I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. But I think the the only other guy I'd list right now, and I personally can't believe I'm saying this after so, okay. yeah, my so thoughts in the preseason. Kevin Hayes. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hayes has become I a guy. I <laughs> freaking love Kevin Hayes. I can't believe I'm saying that. I thought he was going to be such a mediocre signing. And look, we got six more years for him to prove that. But I did not have high hopes. And man, so far, I've been proven so insanely wrong. I love Kevin Hayes. I think he is. This guy quickly became like heart and soul of the team. He's hilarious. Yeah. What I especially love about Kevin Hayes is what he does on the penalty kill. And it's just the little things with him. It's the using his body in that Yager way. What did I say on Twitter that he's a, he's the leading contender for the Yarmir Yager award for using your ass in the game of hockey. Like, it's, it's true. Though. He's the way definitely he, winning that on the flyers. Yeah. The way he boxes guys out, the way he blocks off the puck, uh, the smart job he does eating the puck in on the penalty kill so the other team doesn't have it. Like it's just the little things like that that I love about Kevin Hayes, and he's been really good offensively. So I, you can't go wrong. And he's he's got that attitude. He's got that humor. He's got that '90s humor apparently with the knot or Borat, <laughs> whatever you want to go. Not my Hayes. My Hayes. Uh, yeah, uh, I will say uh, if you were yeah if you're gonna pick a jersey just based off of the turnaround of the team and how this season has gone, I don't think there would be a better jersey to represent that than Hayes because of what you just said. He pretty much injected he injected life into a lifeless team. Like, uh, there was a reason why a lot of us were questioning some of the offseason moves and kind of negative about it because nothing's gone right for the Flyers for a minute. So it was safe to say anything they touched in the transaction, it was just going to go south because why not? Uh, but I think Kevin Hayes is a good... Uh, a good illustration of, uh, you know, that doesn't feel like that's not the feeling anymore with this team. Uh, I mean, none of has anybody complained about the additions of Grant and Thompson. They all seem kind of they kind of feel they're both smaller trades that I guess at the time, like I wasn't really fretting about it. But years past, I would have been bitching and moaning about, you know, draft picks being gone and these guys are slow as shit and they're bad. 
but they're they're fine now. Um, they're not Dale Weiss, that's for sure. They're not Zip Dale Weiss. Gretzky? Yeah, they serve a purpose, and you understand why the trade is made and everything. But uh, yeah, Kevin Hayes, I just I think he's becoming, I think he's becoming the guy in Philly in terms of just popularity and a, a recognizable player to the pedestrian dude. fans. Yeah, the dude. All right. mind. Yeah, I so. got one more to throw throw at you. Would you, if you were going to buy a Flyers jersey, at this juncture, would you buy a Carter Hart jersey? I mean, that's a yeah. I'm fine with that one too. Carter uh, Hart. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. There's nothing wrong with getting a Carter Hart jersey. I just don't think he would be one of the first ones I would go to. But that's just right now. That's uh, he hasn't. I mean, maybe we need one postseason where he goes off, and then uh, that yeah. answer chances. But I mean, yeah, I was all ready to buy a Bobrovsky jersey after his rookie season. Oh then... boy! <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Also, again, I'm not. I'm just. I never think about getting jerseys because I got a Boucher jersey for the Christmas before he left in the summer, and then I also, again, thought about getting a Richards jersey in like May of 2011. So I was Same. Like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just stay away from jerseys because I like some of these players. So. Oh yeah, I was like, he's gonna be here ten years. Yep. Great yeah. jersey. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Now, when I say you can't go wrong with the Claude Giroux, though, I mean it because he is already in the Flyers record books. And yeah, there's no. Yeah. Also, he's just the man. Yeah, he's the true man. Yeah, like he's, he's been doing it forever. He's been the face of the franchise forever, and uh, he deserves a uh, deserves some love still from the fans, obviously. So yeah. if you want to so, go. So you're sure fires. You got Giroux, uh, you got Couturier, you got Konechny, and you got Hayes. I think and Provorov. So you're you're good with any of those guys, and uh, a maybe for Carter Hart if uh, if you're if you're feeling. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because uh, we do love our baby boy Carter Hart. Yeah, yeah. I guess Provorov, like considering it now, maybe isn't a slam dunk. No, I think it I is. Like I think it is. is. Yeah. I think that's a great jersey, and I yeah. I think Provorov's a good one if you want to go with the the not most common one because yeah. you see a lot of Giroux out there. You see a lot of Couturier. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of Konechny. And I, I think next year you're going to see a shit ton of Hayes. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of Hayes. But you, and... you don't see a ton of Provorov and like, you don't always see the number one defenseman get a lot of love. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, I always, but you know what? That that person always gets respect for me when I see that person uh, at the stadium. Yep. Like I see an Eric Desjardins. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh my dude. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it. I was like, yeah, I was like, you say that, but then also I remember seeing people having Eric Tazar jerseys. I was like, all right, that guy watches the games. I like this guy. He, he gets it. So I feel like that would be the same effect with Provorov right now, of like, uh, all right, not the first choice, but a respectable choice. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, if a uh, few people have questions, go ahead and send them in, and we'll we'll uh, we'll do this right now because we're gonna have some stuff we got to talk about next week. Yeah, but we'll, we'll probably keep with a similar schedule to what we've been doing. Uh, yeah. Early release for the, the shorter episode, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, and then uh, Thursday or Friday for the uh, the, the full-length flape, if yep. you will, depending and on how we're feeling. But, you know, uh, we'll figure out naming and everything. These might just be traditional flape herbalies or whatever. We will keep you posted with a tweet. So, Stay tuned to twitter.com.org.edu.ca for further updates. But Flyperbole will be here for you. And we got plenty to talk about because, you know, we're 20% hockey analysis and 
80% weird inside jokes. 80% that, that bullshit. Yeah, I, I, would, I would like to think it's a little more 50-50. I think we've talked a shit ton about hockey on this episode. I think but we do, yeah. We, we do keep a lot of nonsense in here, and that's how people like it, and that's how we like it, because we get bored with the show otherwise. But, uh, yeah, we are here for you throughout uh, all the coronavirus stuff, throughout quarantine. We're going to be here for you. Uh, we, don't, we don't even have the batch anymore after next week, Craig. Yeah. But uh, whatever. We're going to find stuff to talk about. We always do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that is a good point because uh, we are about to do the batch update. And I did want to point out Ian was, uh, I guess, uh, was uh, aware quick, of that situation. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, it was James Conte 9 who uh, tweeted the, the 20% hockey analysis. But yeah, okay. kind words said amazing. So I will take that. That's all that matters. Yeah. So I do want to say, I think the, I think the percentages get a little lost because I want to say we joke around and dick around for about 30, 35 minutes an episode, like purely just that, which is usually the length of a normal podcast, but in fly purpley percentages, that's about 25%. So there's a lot of hockey talk in there. And then it's just people realize like, wow, these guys are still talking about the bachelor. And then that's still not even a quarter of the show. I think that's what the issue is. Two podcasts for the free price of one. Yeah. I think everybody should enjoy it. That's my stance. I think they do. I think there's nothing but love out there, but, uh, but the batch update. Yeah. I did want to emphasize that again. There's going to be another one next week. Uh, so this was the finale this week. Uh, and again, it doesn't matter to us what the ending is. We we don't know what the hell is going on. So we're stretching it out in the next week. So then we at least have one for another week to try and help with the lack of hockey and news and stuff to talk about. So, uh, with that said, Steve, you, uh, you want to get in there? You want to you do this BU dirty and uh, figure out what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it up. Head. Let's do that. Okay. Get updated. Okay. Uh, Ooh, so let's yeah. get in there. Uh, quote, this week, Pilot Pete decides who will be his wife. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, another... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Borat update now. Thank you. Okay. Uh, who will be his wife? Uh, the crew oh, my is God. Still down under. And Pete's family. Oh, wait. So to... the Borat voice. Okay. People are not going to believe me when I say this, but this is actually written into the outline here. Yeah, like, it's in the this outline. Was, this was here. <laughs> I didn't even see this until just now. This so the is... Borat reference like 10, 20 minutes ago, whatever happened, that had nothing to do with this. Apparently, it's weird how these things work out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's kind of amazing. <laughs> Uh, the crew is still down under, and Pete's family flew in to meet the two remaining contestants. Uh, well, hopefully this show is – I mean, you know, uh, they did this a few weeks back because uh, good old Tom Hanks just got in the trouble down there. So, so um, they did this between the horrific wildfires and the horrific virus. Yeah, that sounds about how the Bachelor would approach this whole situation. Just I mean, the Bachelor would reckless. probably just do it with the virus because this is a shameless show. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, Or in get- the middle of the wildfires. Like, there's wildfires, and people are – animals are dying and everything and people are dying and losing their homes. And this guy's just like, who's going to get this rose? It's kind of hot out here. Like they probably wouldn't know what was going on because they're all idiots. So that would be my, uh, that would be my instinct for them. <laughs> yeah. They, so I guess, I guess everybody was cool with it, but uh, the, moving on to the next blurb. Uh, first is Hannah, Hannah Ann. Pete's fam loves Hannah. Uh, Barb, Pete's mom says she feels like she's known Hannah her entire life. They think Hannah is great and that's it. Okay, so he's not so, choosing her. Uh, it sounds like they're not choosing her. Yeah. The, uh, no yeah. way the guy. Love... No way the bachelor is choosing the guy his family loves. 
Yeah, that's absolutely. So sorry, Hannah Ann, maybe next choosing year. The, maybe. Did I say choosing the guy? Because that's a different show. Yeah. Well. No. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up is Madison and Boys. This liftoff has some turbulence. <laughs> Pete's family knows Man. about Madison's choice <laughs> to save herself for marriage going into the meeting, and they do not like it. Wait, what? Am I reading this right? Pete's family knows about Madison's choice. Yeah, about her choice like to save herself for marriage. And Pete's family is like, no, 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 fuck that. Is that is that what actually happened? Just last season, Pete's mom, Barb, was hooting and hollering over her son's four-time romp fest in a Scandinavian windmill. Pete makes sure Madison knows that Pete likes to party, line dance, and he loves to smash. Uh, in a separate convo, Pete's brother, Jack, <laughs> tells Pete... Wait, 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 wait. Can we repeat this? This isn't quite the list we had the other week where it was like uh, every yeah, well, time think... for sexual intercourse. <laughs> so I don't think these are all euphemisms. I think just, but it still works for it. Pete's mom makes sure Madison knows that Pete likes to party, line dance, and he loves to smash. Has that smash. There's three things you got to know about me before we go out. I like to party. I like to line dance. And I love to smash. Yeah. I mean, may as well just get it out, out in the air up front, you know. Just let her know what the what you had in mind for that evening. So, uh, oh, But that's, uh, that's yeah. the hell of a trio to just throw out there. Um, in a separate convo, uh, Pete's brother Jack tells Pete that he's compromising too much of what he loves to be with Madison. Pete says love is all about making compromises. Isn't that, wow, I've never heard a more romantic thing. So, Love is no. all about making compromise. Love is about being slightly unhappy and the other person being slightly unhappy so you can both be mildly happy together. Love is all about just organized dancing uh, to country music and then just uh, smushing, you know, and some random woodmills. Getting up in the guts and woodmills. Yeah, so that's all I know love, and love's about three things. It's about partying. <laughs> it's about line dancing. And it... Is about smashing. PLS, baby. You don't need much more than that. Just a little PLS in your life. PLS. So. Uh, moving on. Pete and his family have a nice chat after both get-togethers. Barb says she's been praying to Jesus for weeks to deliver her dear son a wife. Boring voice optional. Uh, she calls <laughs> Hannah Ann an angel on earth. Oh, fucking Christ. And Pete's family decides that he should marry her. Hannah Ann is who Barb wants Pete to bring home. If you remember you? last week's BU, one problem, Pete loves Madison more. Well, we called that from two blurbs ago. I mean, he's obviously not going to go for the girl that his parents love. Just obviously. isn't the way it works. Yeah, so. Are you go an with angel? Madison? Uh, Pat, uh, looks like Pete's falling down the Matty hole. Uh, I'd like to give him a little warning. Uh, next one <laughs> is <a> on, <laughs> on Madison and Pete's last date. They go to... You lurry via helicopter? Uh, Madison decides to end it and has a long discussion with Pete, both of them swatting the bugs off their faces the entire time. Does she She's... get that choice? Of uh, going of by ending helicopter? It? I don't know. It's, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's oh, The Bachelor. Uh, I mean, I, I just assumed there wasn't free will on such a, a program. Yeah, I think they started, they implemented that a few seasons ago. I thought free will? They implemented yeah, I think free they, will? It, was, it wasn't involved for a while, and then I thought I saw like two years ago, the guy was like, I love you. And then she was like, I don't know. And then like, that's how the show ended. So maybe uh, maybe they're spicing it up and they're just coming up with all these different things. So Guess what, ladies? This time. You have a choice. <laughs> yes and no this time, ladies. Uh, I mean, you chose to be on the show where this guy picks you to be his wife, but you can you can choose. <laughs> the whole uh, thing's she... just absurd. Like, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, yeah. Uh, it's all fucking, yeah. Um, 
She says, quote, all I wanted was for it to be you, end quote, before she hops in an unmarked van and goes off into the sunset. Well, that Presum- just sounds dangerous. Presumably, Pete is left to go back via helicopter alone. Oh, man. <laughs> just imagining him <laughs> with his aviators on, the sun shining down on him, and a single tear comes from underneath his Whoa. long sunglass lens. While Love Hurts by Nazareth plays in the background. It's just Love the worst. Hurts. <laughs> just the worst helicopter ride of your life. That's I, it's hard to be sad in a helicopter, but if there was a there was a scenario, this would well, be Well, if you want to do this it. This is what the, the Bachelor has given to us. They're they're laying out all these scenarios you can't even think about. So thank you. Bachelor. That's true, that's true. If you want to do it in a badass way though, it could be Love Stinks. <laughs> a little Jay Giles band. Yeah. First, yeah. All right, I'm down with that. I I'm not going to lie, and I'll say it, and I know it's going to be confrontational, but uh, for me, and it may just be me, but Jay Giles band over Nazareth there. I'm saying it. Oh, I know wow. I'm hitting all the topical issues right now, so just throwing it out there, people. Uh, last one, on their last date, Pete and Hannah Ann go to a kangaroo refugee place. It's oh, cute course. AF. I can't deny it. Uh, that's all yet. Piping hot take. If the I like friend- it, by the way, it's probably a refuge and... <laughs> Ian wrote refugee place. <laughs> he may have. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be refuge. Uh, he wrote refugee, but it's it's likely a refuge. Yeah, you know, I'm not really factoring in here what the words are. So yeah, we're gonna blame that on Ian and not my uh, not my ability to break down what's going on. Piping hot take: If the friend spinoff Joey featured kangaroos and not Matt LeBlanc, it'd still be on TV today. I kind of have to agree with that take, oh, uh, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. I mean, if uh, he just replaced kangaroos with you know the main characters on almost any show would be better imagine the I, big bang theory but with kangaroos oh, well you could do anything with the big bang theory and i think it would make it a better show now that's an actual topical thing i'm pretty sure if you if you took the big bang theory off tv to me it would be a better show you know i think I mean? it is off tv you know, now oh yeah, i mean it's so always TV's on tbs now. which yeah, is so. always funny so that's always funny yeah and and it's right it, there in the slogan so it's never not funny yeah, I wonder if it's on USA where characters are welcomed. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, well, it's not on TNT where drama happens. Is that what it is? Who gives I, a shit? I think it is. I I don't know. I love how TBS. I love how TBS just went very funny. I'm like, that's that was the end of the meeting. They were like, you guys want to touch this up? They're like, no, two words. We're in and out. That's it. TBS, uh, you're bored in a hotel room, aren't you? <laughs> TBS. Yep, we're still showing Seinfeld. Like that should just be their that's their slogan. Yeah, we've had forty five uh, episodes of Seinfeld in a row, and here comes sixteen hours of the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think they're throwing out. A, I think they still do a little uh, KOQ. I don't watch enough to know if they're still working on the KOQ, but I, I think they are keeping it alive, which uh, Doug Cavernan appreciates. So well, uh, I guess this is going to have to be a regular report from us, especially if we get quarantined and are, are just stuck in our homes for <laughs> for days. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you guys know what's going on. By the way, King, uh, King of Queens does still have an active uh, Twitter account. I forget how we came across that last year, but we talked about it. We did talk about it. I don't that. know what they were tweeting. I don't know what that a sitcom from the mid-2000s would have to say at this point in time, but they were out there. Uh, later, they have dinner, and Hannah says she needs more from him. Pete doesn't really say much. That's the end of the first part. So that's the end. That's the end of the first part of the uh, the update. Uh, it sounds like right now. It sounds like Pete's about to. Uh, I, I guess Pete and Hannah Ann are finally about to. I guess do it. Like they're finally going to get together. But w- w- wasn't she the one from last year? I don't remember any of the names from last year. Um. All no. I remember is windmill sex, 
Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I remember Pilot Pete, Windmill 6, and uh, Luke Pither. Luke Pither, it? yeah, Luke Pither, uh, yeah, taking those porch dumps, yeah, so that's that. Um, and then that's, that's yeah, so next week we'll have another one. And then uh, right now we got around the league. So This Steve, is the longest around the league I've Steve, ever seen. You ready to go around the league? It's time to go around the league. Get updated, ATL around the league. Uh, season's been uh, suspended. That's around the league for right now. Um, also, I do want to correct that uh, Namita never actually worked at Natural Statric. Uh, she was just smart enough that if she wanted to, she could have started Natural Statric. She wrote you it. Hockey grass. Human garbage. I know. And I know everybody heard that podcast. They immediately slammed the pause button. They gathered their families around. They're like, you guys aren't going to believe what I heard on this podcast. Well, and then, and I'm so one I to just, criticize you because I've never made a mistake on the show. I, know, I certainly I didn't mistakenly call coronavirus a disease earlier, which I just looked up mid-show and found out it's it's not a disease. It's a virus, and there is a difference. So uh, here we are. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. And good night good hockey. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. So I just want to say I'm sorry. I know... That was a huge. I think they broke it on a couple channels. I was wrong about that, so I'm I'm just sorry for the the amount of misinformation I've been throwing out there. But also the more important thing, there's no hockey games right now. So you know, if Guy Fieri was like, still in Philadelphia, he would just come to your house and and slap you. We're outside this Philadelphia residence, and we're looking to assault this man for giving out some false news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was here. He was here yesterday. He was. Uh, I, the day I saw he was taking signing, out the Sixers game, signing like wine bottles or some shit, and <laughs> Sixers game. Signing some wine bottles or some shit. That's kind of that's an the, activity. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what he does. Fieri, that covers it all. Yeah, that, that covers really it is. all. Then jamming some food in his mouth somewhere. Signing wine bottles, probably with Smash Mouth or something, or like some guys from Sum Forty One. Like that is what guys get yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Steve, let's wrap it up. I'm done. I mean, uh, I wrote something. We can do this too, and then I can just leave this podcast. Uh, I wrote about how the Flyers are going to uh, adapt to the injuries of uh, Thompson and J uh, JVR. I almost said JFK. JVR and Phil Myers being out for a couple weeks. But uh, it doesn't matter now. Uh, I don't think the league's going to come back even before uh, Nate Thompson is going to miss games. So uh, you can read that article and pretend like it still matters. Please do that. I like the clicks. Uh, and that's Give it. Craig the clicks. Give me them clicks, baby. That's it. All right, now I'm done. All right, good. Well, we're going to just do fake post games all next week for our, you know. <laughs> I did say, I will say. Simulations. I did like uh, Steve, uh, Mike Savage's idea of I, we get hammered. I play chill games and then you do the Doc Emmerich voice. I, think I did not. To, I, so I thought about for a moment in extremely poor taste, opening this show with the Doc Emmerich voice talking about the current situation. I'm glad I did not do that. I, I considered it for a, a moment and I talked to Craig pre-show and I said, should I do this? And he said, no, you should not do this. <laughs> so he was right. It was uh yeah. I mean, there wasn't, they call it fly perfectly. <laughs> A show where the hosts do not always use common sense. Yeah, it's it's far and few between the times we do it, but uh, I guess it did happen there. And uh, I mean, if you want to get it in now, I think we can we can start making coronavirus jokes now, right? It's I, I don't want that karma on me. No, I don't want it either because it will. Mm-hmm. It, well, I will absolutely get Rudy Gobert if I if we do that. So I'm just going to yeah, take no, all I, the that that dude safety took measures all the and, bad karma, and he showed you, you know, exactly why you should not fuck around. Yeah, with I mean, really, honestly, that whole. That like the him rubbing his hands all over the mics thing is like 
it feels like a joke, but at the same time, that really did fuck with a lot of people. A ton of people. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah, so this is a serious thing. But uh, he, I, he's learned, and I think the whole world has learned now that uh, the shit ain't, it's, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not really funny at all. So, But no, that's, no. Uh, that's fly probably. And uh, <laughs> you can check me out at Sports Are Bad. Craig, you have anything in the works? Yeah, Steve, I just told you what I got in the works. And then uh, next week, we're going to do the uh, change up the Flyers forecast like you were talking about. I think Craig just fired me from the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting loopy. I'm, I'm just, I'm out of sorts, man. I don't know what to do. Like You're I, the loopy one. Normally, I'm, actually, I'm off tomorrow. It's upside down. Normally, yeah. <laughs> normally got, I'm getting ready yeah. to go to bed because I have to wake up for work in like six hours or so. Yeah. And... I'm going to stay up all night editing this shit because something went disastrous. <laughs> but then I, I have off, so I can stay up all night and be fine. And uh, I told you I'm going to go lay in a Walmart parking lot looking at the stars, thinking about what could have been with Andy Walensky. So that's what's going to happen with me. Always waiting for Wellesie. Goddamn, yeah. Forever, forever and ever. Uh, yeah, Craig, sports are bad. Uh, be sure to still give him the clicks. Give him the clicks. He's got the clicks. He's got the meat. And he is here <laughs> on twitter.com.org.eu. Don't you Arby's me. Don't Arby's me with this. This is prime Arby's time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we gotta uh, get out of here. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. Uh, you can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum. Uh You should make it Flyperbole for all of your hockey needs. However many there may be at this point. Who even knows? But uh, be sure to at us with your topics that you want to hear on future episodes over the next few weeks. Who knows how long this is all going to last, but we'll still have, uh, you know, we're right now we're planning on having two shows a week. We're, there might be yeah, some weeks where it might just best. be one, but we are planning on having two shows a week. And there might be some experimentation with the forecast uh, replacement, but... We're going to figure it out, and we're going to have a good time, even though uh, things are not that great right now. Yeah, it's definitely a fluid situation. I mean, just like everything else right now, everywhere, it's a just a pretty fluid situation for what we're going to be doing. But we are going to try and do two a week. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see what the uh, the second podcast could be with a little more... Little... A more free form, a little more open, and not just me uh, throwing up stats. Steven, yeah, well, I, I mean, think, uh, I think we, we both just, should be excited about that. <laughs> well, this is just going to set us up for the point where we get to uh, just doing the podcast full time. The dream. Yeah, yeah, that is the dream. Yeah, I agree, folks. If you can, if you can find a way to pay us enough, we would do this full time every day. We would do the the Stephen Craig morning show every day. Sea Dog in the jacket. Oh, bring back Sea Dog in the jacket. You know, yeah, we, we would, should. Uh... We would a hundred percent do a like three four hour morning show, like a radio show every day if we got paid for some it. zoo crew action. Yeah, I, I yeah. could definitely do that. Yeah. So I'm just trying to say, somebody out there make it happen, and uh, and we all know all the flyers secretly listen to this. So this is a great time to do a remote Skype interview. Yeah. With so uh, Craig. Michael Raffle, why don't you get off your ass and get on the show? Ooh, go for the big guns. Yeah. By the way, Sea Dog in the jacket. I I think I've said this before, and I want to emphasize it. When we say that, I picture us with shades and big Hawaiian shirts on uh, and just using our ridiculously annoying morning voice, uh, morning radio voices. Well, hey there, Craig. Sea <laughs> yeah. dog in the jacket here. <laughs> Another beautiful morning in the city. Uh, yeah, like that. So that's... Uh, uh, city of... Uh, uh, Smell-a-delphia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, more like Philadelphia, am I right, Craig? <laughs> uh, I hear you, brother. Yeah, like stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. Man. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but for real, uh, we really do thank you guys for listening. And, you know, we'll be here for you over the next few weeks. And 
Uh, we will give you all the updates as we get them and uh, just stay safe out there. Be smart. Don't take any unnecessary risks as far as uh, possibly contracting coronavirus. Uh, keep washing those hands and, and just stay vigilant. All right. All right. I will. All right. I'm talking to you in particular, Craig. I know how you are. Yeah. Always shaking hands like a politician, kissing babies. Bad idea. Yeah. I do what politicians do, but I do it for a podcaster. So that yeah, usually gets worse. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, gang. That's all we got. But uh, it's uh, Flyperbole, Sports Are Bad, BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. Subscribe, rate, listen, all that great stuff. We are out of here. Until next time, good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things. Like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!